we are rolling. Thank you for listening. My name is Tom and you are listening to Abroad Madness. And here we go with the continuation of the last episode. So yeah, when you came to Japan, so did you, I mean, you, you said you stayed here for six months. Finally, I got that right. Yeah, now you can say. Yeah. I mean, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? I mean, did you like kind of like, did it, did your six months here kind of lived up to what you started out? to do like you know you said that oh i don't want to talk to so much foreigners i mean you 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 basically talk to foreigners every single day <laughs> i feel like i've never i don't really see you talking to japanese um, people um, maybe some but then just not that much yeah i mean maybe that's the only thing which didn't really happen that much but i feel like if i would have gone on exchange in tokyo that in my daily life like in the supermarket in restaurants i would have had the easy way out to use english also maybe yeah like in public places where you have to interact like at the bank i don't know <laughs> all the other random places you have to go i would have probably maybe had more of the option to use english plus just in general i wanted to see and live in a place which is not the capital maybe a place where tourists wouldn't usually go yeah <laughs> because i can see to- i can travel to tokyo and then also tokyo is more expensive so i received a scholarship to go to japan and living in niigata i actually had money left at the end <laughs> yay you get money <laughs> because it's yeah it's like i was basically paid to go to japan and living in niigata is not that expensive so if you're thinking about going to study in japan and you're scared you can't afford it don't go to tokyo (laughs) go to niigata or some random other place and you'll be fine like my life in japan was cheaper than in germany (laughs) in the end it was it surprised me but yeah because i went out to eat in restaurants a lot i traveled also went to korea like i did a trip abroad for two weeks so that was fine I, I definitely don't regret choosing Niigata over Meiji University. <laughs> so yeah, same, same. Tom and I discovered we have something in common that we both chose Niigata University over Meiji, Meiji University, yeah. which is kind of a famous, how would you describe it? More of an elite Yeah, it, it is kind of elite, but then, you know, uh, for me, well, for, maybe for you, you didn't have to like pay the tuition fee, but then for me, it's like, you know, the tuition fee is kind of like th- three times or two times. Oh, it costs more. I thought all universities no. cost the same. <laughs> no, this is this only happens in Germany. Like universities in Japan uh, are so expensive, especially the private ones. That's why, like you know, for me, like oh, it's a private one. Yes, oh, Meiji is, Meiji actually. University is a private university. So is Waseda, oh. and also like a lot of like I think like the one that you said like Tokyo and then before and stuff. Chances of it yeah. being a private one is pretty high, but then you never know. I I need to you know look it up. I'm I'm an architecture student. I never looked up for foreign studies right i can google it what what convinced me is i saw that niigata university was right by the ocean at the beach oh yeah and where where i lived before there's not even a river there like there's (laughs) no water and basically in my life i haven't seen the ocean that much so i was immediately sold on that aspect (laughs) and then also saving money being a more unique place or a new place that i wouldn't usually discover yeah but yeah also when i went to sweden I went to a town called Linköping, uh, which is really small and also very countryside. And I, I had the best experience there. It's easier to meet people if you're in a smaller t- place, as like in a more like if you go to a big city, it's going to be more anonymous. So if you're just going for a short time, I mean, a smaller city is maybe better for you, even though it might seem cooler 
to to study in Tokyo or I don't know yeah, Berlin yeah. London maybe choose a smaller city and you won't be disappointed it's my tip like in Japan at least like how do I determine if like a university is a public or a state or a private one I just go to their website search up for their tuition fee if they're expensive then it's a private university if they're cheap then they're probably either public or state universities okay how much would be expensive and how much would be cheap because i i don't pay tuition <laughs> ever. privilege i have never paid tuition uh gojima yen I would pay taxes. <laughs> 500,000 500, yen is for a year is cheap. You can say any number and I'm going to be like, that's expensive. Studying in Germany may sound cheap at first if I if I just say, yeah, there's no tuition fee. But yes. the thing is, you still have to pay for your daily life costs and you also have to pay in registration fee every semester and just in German culture it's very bad to have debt so nobody really takes out student loans it's basically just imagine having to like live for a few years without the student loans and you have to pay for everything there's government support but you will have to pay that back too and it's yeah you're gonna basically have to accept that you're probably gonna be poor <laughs> for a few years Oh yeah, get like a part-time job or if you want more money, more yeah. more part-time jobs. Mm. Plus, depending which university you go to because all universities are basically dependent on the money of the government. Yeah. I feel like people that go to universities which rely on tuition fees, the quality of studying is going to be better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, general, obviously. Because the, because the university has more money. I remember that was a year in the other university where they complained that we don't have money <laughs> they put up a board and wrote like everything's like we don't have enough money and i was like what you you're, <laughs> you putting up a board and telling your students that you go, you guys don't have enough money it's not gonna help you like we pay the tuition fee maybe you should do something to like you know i guess deal with the situation but i'm not sure but Yeah, I remember seeing something like that. Yeah, also, for example, my study program, they never have money for anything. <laughs> I mean, my, my study program so, was, the, my research was the same. Apparently, when I got into my research, <laughs> the professor, like the first thing the professor said, oh, so all of your research, you got to use your own money. We were like, what? They're like, yeah, all your senpais, all your seniors, they used it up on all the hotels and everything. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck all those motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> so we, i was like what the fuck and that was like when i was still trying to i think i spoke about it a few like in the first few episodes i was trying to do a research back in malaysia i did it twice first for my bachelor the second one for my master's yeah. i failed with my bachelor i had to make international calls i have to go back to malaysia all the flights all the every like i even bought like cameras because the exact time that i wanted to use the labs camera someone mm -hmm. else also wants it, wanted to use it so i was like okay i'm just gonna buy my own shit bring it back home and just use it and then maybe re return it to Amazon <laughs> once I'm done with it. But I never do that. <laughs> yeah. Because I still want to do like research in Japan for my thesis. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of my own problem. Uh -huh. <laughs> my own money and time and whatever. <laughs> When do you think you're going to be... Wait, did you finish? I, I forgot to ask your thesis. No, I can't. How? <laughs> uh, because you're not in Japan. Yeah, if I want to like do how I planned originally, I have to be in Japan, and then also I want to go to Japan. 
<laughs> I want to go back to Japan and then also I need to do an internship also to graduate, which was also in Japan. <laughs> But oh, yeah. yeah, because basically because of COVID, even in Germany, it wasn't possible to find an internship because they're already firing people like the normal workers. <laughs> so they're not going to get an extra internship. <laughs> What was your original met methodology for your thesis? I want to analyze science in Japan and I still want to do that. Science? Yeah, language on science. Okay. You can edit this out because it's not going to make any sense. <laughs> But yeah, that's basically the right topic. I feel like we kind of got off track. No, we're kind of on track. By, by, some, by some way, we are on track. So I mean that you just talk about like your whole, your whole like Japan. Well, not really your whole Japan, like just how you got to Japan, how Japan was, what you think people should do if they are aiming to come to Japan. So, I mean, maybe, maybe we could start... It's easier to get a scholarship than I thought it was. I thought, okay, the scholarship is definitely going to go to somebody with better grades. Yeah. But in the end, I feel like not many people apply to these scholarships anyway. So chances <laughs> are pretty high that everybody that applies will receive some of the money. Then it just depends how much money they have that year to like sponsor people. And I saved money because I was really insecure about getting the scholarship. I didn't believe that I would receive it not because i'm a bad student but basically i always thought uh it's gonna go to some straight a student yeah, yeah. so yeah i worked like part-time jobs and saved money because i thought yeah i'm probably gonna go abroad in my master's degree too i didn't really think in the beginning that i'm gonna go to japan i thought maybe because i'm studying english i have to go to an english-speaking country <laughs> yeah actually i applied to also go to canada oh. The semester I applied to go to McGill University, which was the university they had as a partner university, they immediately emailed me back and said, oh yeah, we forgot to update the website. They're actually not our partner university anymore. Oh, shit. And that was the moment I was like, I was actually, I wasn't disappointed when I read that. I was like, yeah, now I have a, definitely, I have an excuse to go to Japan after <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, get a part-time job. And it took me two years to always just save a little bit of money every month eventually you you can go abroad <laughs> maybe it's gonna be tough but it's possible you can do it. it's possible i think it's fine to be expected that if you're not completely fluent already when you arrive yeah. in the native language of the country you're likely gonna just have mainly foreign friends <laughs> or other other study abroad students yeah. which is fine Because being in the country will still force you from time to time to use the language and you can put yourself out there. And I think the main reason why I didn't make that many Japanese friends in Niigata is because everybody was so much younger than I was. Uh, like the age difference. Yeah, I was a master's student and also already an older master's student at that <laughs> point. Everybody was at least five you. years younger. Yeah, they were all five years younger. And also... I don't know if it's like okay to say this, but I feel like when people start studying in Japan, like the first year students, they feel like children. They are, they are. This is not me saying this because I was already older when I arrived, but mm -hmm. I felt they were more childish than people would be at the first year in Germany. Because I feel like in Germany, there's more emphasis already in school of being independent. Meanwhile, in Japan, there's more of an emphasis of studying really hard and listening to what is be you're being told. Yes. So in university, for the first time, you're kind of set like to Free. do stuff by yourself for the yeah. very first time. Whereas in Germany, 
you're already being forced to be more independent maybe no no i feel that i, feel, <laughs> I definitely feel that yeah. it it feels like because like in germany people i mean it's a no, very a normal thing like in some past episodes like i asked like one girl it's very not common for like germans to just take like a gap year before they go into university to kind of figure out what they really want it's like going uni- to university something that you know they choose to go like they think about that whereas mm. in japan and also maybe not also, not only in japan i think also in malaysia it kind of felt like if you d- did like a gap year or you take like a break it feels like you kind of lost already you lost at the starting point so everyone mm. is just like non-stop just keep on going keep on going just keep on going you'll find yourself while you're you know going like going forward uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's probably why like you know people start to become more aware of who they are and who they want to be uh, maybe around like the second or the third year but then yeah i, I definitely agree to, with you maybe also because i'm 20 25 right now but i mean they're 18 they were like they're literally babies like mm-hmm. 18 and 19 so it's like yeah it makes sense that they don't get like they don't understand what they want they just like do what like they are finally set free from their parents they can do whatever the shit they want so yeah obviously you're gonna act like you know act like more children's yeah because i feel like in germany because I mean, Japan is an island, so it's more <laughs> difficult to go abroad. But I feel, for example, everybody in Germany kind of... I'm not going to say everybody, <laughs> because it's not going to be everybody. But most people by the age of 18 will have traveled out, traveled without their parents already. They probably even traveled abroad without their parents already. I mean, it's not that hard. You, it's just, like a real... you just drive out, that's it. Maybe it's... <laughs> yeah it's really not that difficult for me for example it was normal because where i grew up it's kind of close ish mm-hmm. to the dutch border yeah so when i was 16 me and a friend just got a bus to amsterdam for a day trip and it's just completely normal to do that by yourself uh, as i think i mean it would be completely impossible for japanese kids to no, go abroad like, by yeah. themselves I mean, at the even, age of 16 even for me when I was like 18 like when I first came here it was also kind of scary like I also felt scared like it was like my first time traveling outside mm-hmm. of a different country without my parents I mean I definitely went for an exchange to China once oh you did? I did it was like <laughs> for a week I, it was, I didn't really put it on any of my resume but it was like for two weeks and it was <laughs> to the middle of nowhere I still this day like whenever I uh, kind of my how I went to speak for the first time also because because China is huge, right? I get it when people out of, like, you know, not from China don't really know where I studied. Makes sense because even I didn't know that that place existed before I went there. But whenever I tell Chinese people that I've actually been to China before <laughs> for an exchange yeah. and I tell them the name of the city, they were like, wait, where is that? <laughs> like every single one is just like, wait, what? I don't know that place. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can kind of tell it was it was kind of yeah. like a it was kind of like a weird, really weird place, and I think that was like the place that got me. Uh, I had a host family, so before I went for my track, like my exchange, I still remember my dad was like, "Like boy, our religion. I have a religion, by the way. Our religion. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't really, I don't really do it much, but I have a religion. So uh, my my dad was like, oh, so so you're not supposed to eat cow meat. Like, you're not supposed to eat beef.'" basically yeah back home because your parents also are of that religion so they obviously don't get beef in our food okay you can edit you can edit this out but what religion are you talking about no it's fine but i i don't really know (laughs) (laughs) i think uh uh, i i know the chinese word for it like which is but yeah it's like kind of one of like the yeah it kind of like yeah it's it's kind of buddhist 
Yeah. So the the God that we <laughs> the God that we pray to. So the God has uh, how the God travels is by using a cow. So kind of like also the same with Hinduism oh. too. Like it's like the cow is kind of sacred because it's yeah, like yeah. the seat for that. So apparently I'm not supposed to eat beef. So when I went over, I meet my host family. And they brought me to like steamboat, like steam, like a kind of like a steamboat like place. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. And so they ordered food for me, and then I ate, I ate some of the meat, and I was like, oh, this is really good meat. What is this? And they said, oh, this is beef. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I landed less than twenty four hours, and I already broke that rule. <laughs> That's kind of funny though. Yeah. Now in Japan, like uh, I actually told my parents, I was like, oh yeah, like. Is it okay? He was, they were like, uh, I mean, even I also feel like, oh well, I'm not really that big of like the whole religion thing. So if I'm in Japan, you know, I can't do anything because sometimes beef are actually much more cheaper. So you know, I just do whatever I can mm, to survive. Yeah. I do avoid it most yeah. of the time, but then you know, when I go out with people, when I go to like you know ski out, or, like those matsuya, mats, matsuya, like some the yoshinoya, I would sometimes get them mm. because they look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah this actually so because since i'm so used to eating beef in japan there was this one time when i went back to malaysia and then we went to pizza hut so in malaysia mm. pizza hut is like the only pizza you can get for cheap like you know <laughs> like that is not super expensive it's pizza hut in japan is super fucking expensive but pizza hut in, in malaysia yeah, that, is was so a, that was a shock right. <laughs> that was a shock because also in Germany, it's kind of a cheap, shitty pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for us, it was not like the shitty one. For me, for me and my family, it's like kind of like family dinner thing where we would go. So it's like kind of like for three thousand yen, you can't no. For like two thousand five hundred yen, you can have like two pizza, one pitcher for like you know Pepsi or something or cola, and then two spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Four. Yeah, it's a family, restaurant. Yeah, it's a yeah. family set. So like we have like a four mushroom soup, one garlic bread two spaghetti, two uh, medium-sized or L-sized pizza with like a pitcher of for Pepsi and everything. So it's like, that is just 2,500 yen. Whereas in Japan, mm. a fucking small-ass pizza costs 2,500 yen, which makes no sense to me, still till to this day. Yeah, because if you think about it, the ingredients for pizza are really cheap. So it makes no sense yeah. why it would be that expensive. Yeah. Just the logic of it, it doesn't add up whatsoever yeah. even if it's like a special product in japan to make it can't be that expensive like flour is not expensive yeah whatever else yeah, i, I seriously expensive. don't understand <laughs> seriously do not understand but yeah going back to like the whole thing so me one time i went back to malaysia me and my mom we went to pizza hut because i was like oh i i haven't had pizza in quite a long time because pizza hut in japan is fucking expensive so i went there and i look at the menu you know because in japan i never really bought i really never bought it with like beef and everything so mm. I just apparently I just like went down the list I was like oh this looks good and then I just like order it and then so when the dish came and my mom was like wait this looks like beef I was like yeah so and she was <gasps> like we, we, we can't eat this <laughs> I was like wait what <laughs> I was like wait what and she was like yeah we're not supposed to eat this I was like oh yeah it's true okay and so like she just asked the <laughs> and that's how she found out that you were eating beef the whole time I mean they don't care they didn't really care like they're not super <laughs> religion too like it's kind of like I asked my parents they were like so as long as you don't do it in Malaysia it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay we're not talking about like a different religion like you know super secretive or like uh, yeah, it's strict but for this one it's just like yeah just do whatever you want <laughs> kind of feels like that yeah 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 so yeah I was kind of shocked how did we come here <laughs> pizza 
about bees. That was the same question. I was just like, huh? Wait, that's, I don't know. No, it's fine. Let's just move on to like. I mean, we we talk about Japan. Like Japan is like you know out of the way. So, <laughs> like, let's go back to Japan. No, no, no. Japan. We 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 can end with Japan. Let's talk about our Korean trip. Like you know, the thing that we promised okay. people from the start. Like so. Oh yeah, the cl- the the the, the cliffhanger tr- we gave them. <laughs> so. This episode is getting a little bit too long, so I'm just going to cut it here. If you're interested in binge listening to the next episode, head over. It's probably out right now. As always, thank you for listening. My name is Tom. This is Abroad Madness, and we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye.